Spend enough time tooling around in your truck, like I've done, and you begin to appreciate the inside even more than the outside. And if you're a truck designer creating an interior from scratch, where do you even begin? What should the inside of a reinvented rig look and feel like? Who's it for? And what kind of experience are they after? My name is Nick Heil. I'm a journalist and author and what you might call a Tundra enthusiast. I'm really into the classic first-generation Tundras. That is, until I heard about the revamped 2022 edition. The new Tundra isn't just an update. It has been completely redesigned and re-engineered from the ground up. That's a big project, and I soon set off on a quest to understand why Toyota completely overhauled a truck that, to me, was already pretty great. I love driving around in my truck. Granted, my 20-year-old model doesn't quite measure up to Toyota's third-generation Tundra, but still, there's something timeless about sitting inside the cab, hands on the wheel, a great song on the stereo, and fresh adventure on the open road ahead. Recently, I've been wondering, how do designers decide what goes inside these trucks? I mean, what guides their design approach? We wanted you to feel like you're really involved with driving this truck, and it's really, you know, a, an extension of you as the driver, uh, enabling you to do more and, and be a more capable uh, truck user. This is Benjamin Jimenez. He's general manager for Calty Design and chief interior designer for the Tundra. I talked with him recently about the unique set of challenges he and his team faced when they sat down to iron out the inside of the new Tundra. You know, the truck can really do so much. We wanted to make the design really communicate that, uh, that, active, that active feeling. And then the other part of it was what we, what we talked about was aspirational. So, um, you know, as, as I said, the, the truck is really capable. And we wanted the user to, or the, the driver to really feel like they were, they were able to do more. So it really feels like a, like a fortress in there. And it feels like... Uh, you have access to so much technology and so much uh, capability. So we really wanted that to come through. The surprising thing about talking to Benjamin was just how deeply he thought about the inside of the truck. I had no idea going into the interview that we'd cover everything from private jets to motorcycles to the famous architect, Frank Lloyd Wright. The, the thing about Frank Lloyd Wright architecture that uh, I think we found particularly inspirational in this is there's a sense of you can see how they're built you know his his uh, his way of putting things together was was very honest to to the materials and very honest to the to the construction so um, you know we have this beam that runs across the IP and it's still very much a beam and I think there's probably a, a lot that can be said about how uh, you know within a Frank Lloyd Wright interior you'll have these beams running across the ceiling and they're just kind of expressed like, hey, this is what's holding the house together. Um, or in our interior, this is like, here's the, here's the structure there. One thing you'll notice as soon as you take a seat in the 2022 Tundra is how the interior environment has a horizontal arrangement, including the dash, instrument display, and the oversized multimedia screen. That's no accident. Like exposed rafters in a mountain cabin, the horizontal lines hint at the underlying structure of the Tundra's interior, 
There's no mystery about what's holding everything together. It makes intuitive sense. I think a lot can be said about separating, placing lines horizontally to try to, to, try to make the, uh, the space feel uh, a certain way. Vertical lines feel more intimidating and imposing, Benjamin says. Think of columns on a Greek temple or a skyscraper. Horizontal lines, on the other hand, are like a landscape, inviting you down the open road. In fact, every detail in the interior is there to help evoke the feeling that Benjamin's team wanted the truck to inspire. We wanted this interior to feel really precise. And part of that is we have this marvelous powertrain coming up. It's a technical powerhouse of with the hybrid powertrain. We, we really wanted the, the design to express that. So, you know, when you see the, uh, the way we handled the multi-terrain switch, that's that rotary dial that's on the console. And that, to me, it was like a connection between the driver and that powertrain system. Nowhere is the connection between driver and machine more direct than on a motorcycle. So they tried to make the switch feel like it came off a bike. So we actually... Uh, designed that switch. Uh, it was initially inspired by a, uh, by a motorcycle racing clutch. Uh, and if you look at that, if you look at that closely, you'll see just a ton of really special detail in there. Like we've got, we've got uh, very fine uh, little screws that hold the, that appear to hold that top ring together. And then even, even the way that dial feels, it's, it's a rubber uh, coated dial. You know, so it just feels uh, really precise and uh, really like, but like a machine because it's just a little bit, uh, it's just a little bit oversized uh, because it's it's doing something super important. For the parts of the truck that connect you to the road, they looked at motorcycles. For the parts that were supposed to feel luxurious, they looked at yachts and private jets. For the woodwork of the interior. They turn to boats. Boats are a big part of it. Um, if you look at uh, like Chris Craft boats, they've got. They always had this beautiful connection of wood and, and metalwork together. Uh, so that was a big part of the, uh, a big inspiration that kind of, you know, filtered its way through, into there. Hmm. So you were looking at the the sort of craftsmanship of the, yeah, the boat shape and design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then any any time any time you get into it. Uh, you know, get into the upper levels or the upper, more luxurious interiors. You know, the idea of a business jet always always comes through. So, yeah, there's a there's there's more than a there's more than a touch of business jet in that capstone interior. One thing you definitely won't find on a business jet, however, are some of the Tundra's storage improvements. In particular, a new compartment behind the back seat. It's something that Chief Engineer Mike Swears is particularly proud of. And as I was working with the seat group, um, I told them, you know, I want to maximize that storage under the seat. Please make sure that it can handle different things. And uh, they came back and said, we want to change the whole seat design. Not only do we want storage underneath the seat, but we can make the seats fold down. So they flip up or they fold down and we can use a seat back and we can put storage behind there and in the space that we have behind the seat. We're going to use every, every square inch. Everything about the design was looking forward, and it made me wonder where else the team working on the interior turned for inspiration. One thing that came up in our, our conversation about the exterior design was um, was like 
Iron Man and the, and the sort of technical muscle uh, idea and the sort of, you know, I don't know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm wondering, like, are, are you guys drawing from from any sort of outside sources like that for your thinking and, and, and the approach to the interior? Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the, you, the Iron Man metaphor, that technical muscle idea, uh, that was that's the that's the whole truck for us. This, you know, Iron Man is this is this regular guy who uh, who puts on this suit and suddenly he's a superhero, right? Um, and he's he's up there competing with 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 uh, with superheroes who are you know gifted by aliens or such. But he's got this suit. So the Tundra is is your suit, and you are Iron Man when you drive it. Was our kind of overall philosophy there. The Tundra's exterior was designed to look like it came from the very near future, with lines and metalwork that represent the very latest improvements in what car makers can build. All the pieces interlock and feel machined into place, like the Iron Man suit. The Tundra's interior is based on the same concept. Throughout the interior, you'll find little little touches that, uh, that kind of either uh, show off how strong this truck is or show off how precise it is. Um, I think we we made we made special attention to when the doors are shut. It's almost like the doors can't open again. It like everything locks together. The side registers and the door uppers they kind of kind of connect, and you're like, wow, how does you know? It just feels like a vault. Um, so just some clever clever details in how we how we put it together and to just try to communicate kind of security and strength and and precision. But unlike the exterior, the Tundra's interior takes it one step further. The Iron Man suit isn't just strong and precise. It provides a ton of information to the user. Yeah, with this with this interior, this is our first time getting a full digital display and being able to set up the uh, software architecture of it for the uh, custom to the product. So one of the things that we thought about with this is is hey we've got this truck that has you know sensors all over the place and it's got electronics that can that can assist you and make you into a superhero for you know climbing up super steep inclines or going down uh, super steep uh, inclines or or driving through snow and like how can we how can we communicate that to the driver in a way that's kind of effortless in fact Benjamin says that the sheer amount of information provided on screens in the Tundra and the fact that car makers have the ability to put almost any piece of information on any screen at any time, that's created a whole new type of design challenge. What were the, what were the biggest challenges with developing the multimedia system? I think the biggest challenge with any, with any system like this is uh, being selective. So you quickly find out that you can do a ton of things. You can you can flash a TV show if you want up there, right? But you do, but that's not that's not. First of all, that's not uh, that's not a good idea uh, long term because it's going to get uh, it's going to be distracting. But secondly, um, you don't want to be so gimmicky with it that you it becomes boring. It's like uh, like. I don't know. I, the the metaphor we used was like it's like when you when you hear a commercial, there's always like some clever punchline in a commercial, right? And the first time you hear it, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. 
And then after hearing it for 10 times, you're just like, oh, I hate that commercial because, you know, <laughs> it just wears on you. Right. So, yeah, with developing this, this, this system, we had to find ways to, to um, kind of check ourselves, like make sure that we're really being timeless, make sure that we're really uh, not being, not being uh, overly gimmicked or, or clever in a way that's going to just, you know, not be not be interesting once you know the punchline. So uh, that selectivity was, uh, was, really, was really a challenge for us. These days, at least at Toyota, interior design isn't so much about adding all the bells and whistles, but finding a tune for those bells and whistles that people aren't going to get tired of hearing. A, a great example is, um, so you have this, this dial that you can select if you're going to come up to, uh, say, sand or mud uh, as you're driving, right? So you're going to set your, you're going to set your controls to, to, to drive on those things. And we had this uh, this idea of doing a little uh, animated video of a tire like digging into the materials and doing like you know, you know sand splashing up or mud splashing across. Mm. Yeah, it'd be really clever, right? And people are really excited. But we're like, now imagine you've seen that thing like every day for for for, <laughs> for five years, and you're like, you're sick of it. Over so, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're just like, do I have to watch this? Do I have to wait these few seconds every single time? The job of an automotive designer is to create a space that's comfortable, that you enjoy spending time in. That used to be primarily an ergonomic challenge, figuring out the shape of things like armrests and seats and how they fit a human body. On the 2022 Tundra, however, Benjamin's team of designers were in charge of a system with cameras and sensors and information coming from every corner of the truck. Now, keeping you comfortable means giving you certain information exactly when you need it and making menus and screens easy to navigate. It means giving people little Easter eggs and animations to make the car feel fun and relaxed, but not so many that they become tedious. On the inside of the Tundra, comfort is mental as much as it is physical. Most, you know, it's, it's something that we didn't used to have to deal with. When you're making uh, a physical shape or just a, just a, other part, other things in the interior. You know, they they are what they are. You don't an armrest doesn't turn into a doesn't turn into a chair. But uh, with with graphics with multi displays, you have this this ability to completely shape shift things. And uh, with great power comes great responsibility, right? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But while the interior of the Tundra features state-of-the-art style, technology, and comfort, what happens when you take a super-refined truck and ask it to go off-road? 70% of our customers indicate they, they, they do this, um, taking them off, off pavement, whether that's dirt roads, washboard roads, ranch roads, or fire trails, um, access roads, um, to you know more severe two-tracks and, and, and rocky, rocky-type terrain. That's next time. 